Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Sedona Cast, episode seven. After two months we of did not being for two months. <laughs> <laughs> so first of all, I'd like to apologize to everybody. Um, yeah. For. Uh, you know, not being active for so long, and I have a few friends that actually ask me, like, what's going on? What happened? Are you not gonna continue the podcast? Are you gonna stop it? So we're here to say that we are back, and hopefully, we say this the last time, but like, hopefully, we'll be more consistent. But I don't think we could do. Wait, did we say that the last time? Yeah, we did. I think episode six, we apologize for Ooh. like not posting every. Listen, week. we'll try our best. We we promise to try our best. Yes, we will. Oh, okay. So we're not gonna want to make you guys wait anymore. So yeah. we're just gonna get back <laughs> to get it. We're gonna it. have a conspiracy theory and also a social. Oh, no, sorry, uh, a wild card today. So I will be talking about the conspiracy theory, and then Vina will come in with the um, wild card. Today's episode includes talks on suicide as well as mental illness. So if you are sensitive to those part, you can skip the do not resuscitate section. Thank you. Okay, so for today's conspiracy theory, now this topic has been talked about for a very long time and by many many people, and it's so something that I want. I've been wanting to talk about this, but then uh, because it takes a lot of research, like I need to search for like the facts and stuff, so that's why it's been dragged to the ep- to the seventh episode. If not, I would have wanted to talk about it in like the first few that we had. So basically, it is talking about Princess Diana's death. I think we had some people uh, requested it as well, right, on our Instagram. Yeah, some people actually asked uh, for it in on our Instagram. Shout out to y'all. So for those who have been living under the rock, Princess Diana. Uh, okay, his her her title is uh, Diana, Princess of Wales. So she married to Charles, Prince of Wales. And what happened to her is that on thirty first August nineteen ninety seven, she actually died in a fatal car crash in. Let me try to pronounce this, Pont. The Lama Tunnel in Paris. Okay, basically this tunnel in Paris. Okay, that is very important to know that it's a tunnel because a lot of the things comes from there. So like this is what was published. So basically the French investigator, because it happens in it happened in Paris. So the French investigator they actually concluded in 1999, which is the two years after the accident, that Princess Diana did die as a result of the crash and nothing else. Because there was a lot of people that came up to say that um, you know, it could uh, it, it, they feel like it, it was like a planned murder or like it was something that was not it, it wasn't just like a uh, accident, like a car crash, but the French investigator actually said that it was just because of the car crash. But the story that came out is that, yeah, it was because of the car, car crash, but mainly because of the driver. So his name is Henry Paul. So they said that the driver, he was intoxicated and he was speeding. Okay, now this is important to note as well like the fact that he's intoxicated, intoxicated because after this we'll talk about this as well of like the conspiracy theory and then basically what happened is that because he was drunk and then he was speeding so he crashed the car into a pillar inside the inside the tunnel so after the accident happened uh princess diana didn't die immediately she died after four hours around after like four, four hours later and then there was three casualty uh princess diana henry paul the driver and then dodi dodi is princess diana's boyfriend at that time because at that time they she and charles prince charles have already separated already so she was dating this and this dodi guy is pretty like important as well because his father actually played a huge role in this whole um how do you say that 
in this whole conspiracy thing like oh, he was the one okay. who brought it up and said that like he really feels like something is wrong and he was the one who actually fought for like the, an investigation to be held for this whole so-called car crash accident thing mm -hmm. okay? okay i'll just give you some facts that happened then after that i'll go into like the different reasons why we think that this is definitely not just a innocent car crash okay so basically in the year 2003 which is six years after the accident diana's butler her name his name is paul burrell so basically he published this note saying that there was this note handwritten by Princess Diana and then it says, quote, I am sitting here at my desk today in October longing for someone to hug me and encourage me to keep strong and hold my head high. This particular phase in my life is the most dangerous. Someone is planning an accident in my car, brake failure and serious head injury in order to make the path clear for him to marry him as in Prince Charles. Okay, so because there is this rule where if let's say uh, they are still together, Prince Charles cannot remarry. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. So this was written by Princess Diana. Like she, she herself already felt that they were gonna like you know plan something to kill her. So because of all this thing that came out in two thousand three, special metropolitan police inquiry team. It was like established in the year two thousand four. It's called Operation Pageant. So this Operation Pageant Hall is basically to investigate all the conspiracy theory that uh, was brought up, and they looked into one hundred and seventy five conspiracy claims made by Muhammad Al Fayed. Or oh, Muhammad Al Fayed is the father of Dodi. So he actually made hundred and seventy five, wow. and he made them go through all of it to like you know to dispute it or you know to give some clarification. He's also like a millionaire, right? Like, yeah, yeah. Th this this guy is a pretty like powerful and you know well known person. Mm. So basically, like there's a lot of conspiracy theory that comes out from everybody but then ultimately all of them had the same belief which is that someone wanted princess diana did so now let's discuss okay why there's so many conspiracy around it because that's a lot of like facts that are just so sus you know mm -hmm. and this whole thing like it just doesn't make sense so first and foremost there was a conspiracy saying that the driver henry paul he was actually hired by mi6 so uh, mi6 okay. is a national security service for those who it's don't like know CIA. yeah it's kind of like a cia uh, thing so London they are like thing. a secret agency and then they they, they they take care of like security and all those kind of things so why they think that he was hired by them is because after he died there was a huge sum of money transferred into his account oh. after he died and and it's not like insurance money or whatever it's just like a very sus amount of money into his account so they feel like you know like this was part of the plan like okay you know it was an agreement where okay if you can kill princess diana then we will give you this amount of money but he died right he died he died so like the money's for the family uh -uh. now that's what, like one thing that they suspect so the driver there's like a few things about the driver so another thing is that they actually took blood sample because they wanted to show that he is intoxicated and then his body alcohol level was pretty high and it was actually three times the limit in uh French legal limit but they think that this was made up so what they did is because they feel that the blood sometimes is not very accurate when it comes to measuring like alcohol levels they actually took the vitreous fluid from inside the eyes which is like that you know your eye is not your eyes is wet right it's not dry mm -hmm. so that's yeah. liquid in your eyes so they oh. took that because apparently that will be more uh, accurate so and it also confirmed that there was alcohol in his blood but the thing is they feel like this level of alcohol is not consistent with how Henry Paul was acting because he seemed very sober so Before like, the ride, like no in the car when he was driving and because they left from uh, Ritz so even in Ritz itself I'm, I'm, I'm yeah so when they left he looked very sober so they feel like it was a bit sus because like if you are saying that the alcohol in his level is like three times the normal limit so that it must be very high that the person must be super like drunk and walk. yeah but someone actually fought back and said that this is pretty possible because if let's say someone like Henry Paul who likes to drink a lot his tolerance level is probably very high so even though his alcohol level in his body is high it doesn't mean that he might act oh, drunk okay, because of yeah. his tolerance like his tolerance is probably higher so there's a lot of like dispute so they, they couldn't really come to a conclusion so they just left it as that 
makes so, like, sense. I guess. Yeah, it makes sense, but I mean, he could be drunk, but doesn't mean that he would have to like walk drunk or act drunk. Yeah, people, that's true. They, that's not how they re- responds to being drunk. Yeah, that's know. true. That's true. So that was the first thing. So another second thing, which is also another MI6 of like, why are these MI6 people like just so involved in this? I don't mm-hmm. know. But basically, Richard Tomlinson, he is a former MI6 officer. He claimed in a sworn statement, a sworn statement. Let me tell you, swore that whatever he spoke is the truth. True. So he claimed in a sworn statement to the French inquiry in May 1999. So that is like two years after the accident. That he is very certain that the Britons MI6 was involved in the crash and that they planned uh, this whole thing. Oh yeah, but he's he he's a retired MI6. So. Okay, so this is the thing. So when he came out and said this, he actually got fired, obviously, because oh. you are, and he also got imprisoned because he. I think when you join like MI6 and things like that, you have to sign like a non-disclosure form. You cannot. I mean, yeah, pretty. Yeah, so like I think he broke that, so he was in prison, and then um. He so really risked it all just yeah, to put that statement. Yeah, out. and then remember Paul. Uh, Princess uh, Diana's butler, butler. Yeah. So he was actually Working for the security service As well And then he said That one of Diana's bodyguard He's not sure who But it's either Trevor Reese Jones Or Keith Wingfield So it's either one of these They were actually Another contact for MI6 as well So he came out And said that But I, I, I've read before That Princess Diana Towards the end of her I'm not sure Towards the end of her marriage Or after her marriage She wa- she became super paranoid Like according to the butler I read somewhere that Yeah like, yeah He became Because she, she, became, she knows someone yeah, is Like extremely paranoid So she ended up hiring Her own bodyguards right Yeah But those bodyguards Were also part yeah, of Yeah like, correct oh So God. it's just like It's she just like get, get away Yeah so it's like You know like It didn't really it, She I think she knew She knew it was coming Like she knew she was Gonna die Like somehow or another Like she would go into a room And she would check Every corner for mics And stuff like Yeah that, right? That's so sad Imagine living like that And even like Apparently like I read that When she was still alive Even the CIA Was like tracking her So like tracking her phone But mm. I mean She had nothing to hide So she's It's not like she was Trying to hide anything It's just that she's just Afraid she for just her life She just has no privacy like, Yeah she's just afraid Yeah Yeah. so after all of this um, They basically came to a conclusion uh, Dismissing Tomlinson's claim Because they say that he's just trying to say that to like tarnish the MI6 name because he got in impri- like he I think he had some like bad history with MI6 already so he was just mm-hmm. trying to harm them and obviously like it's like one guy against MI6 obviously that yeah. one guy is gonna lose right so because of this claim it actually also gave rise to a lot of theories that uh, Princess Diana was murdered I mean obviously because there's so many people coming up saying this kind of things that like, even Princess Diana herself. Know that they yeah, are gonna, she and she knows that she's gonna die in a car crash. So you know, like she it's must have. Sketchy. It's kind of sketchy that like they still went along with it. Yeah. Even after she already claimed that she's probably gonna die in a car crash. Yeah. Okay. Now the third thing is this is just a so this is another thing that came out is that because they said that Princess Diana was pregnant at that time. Oh but yeah. With, I heard yeah, but with Dodi's baby child. Yeah. So they didn't want this to happen because technically Princess Diana is part of the royal family already. Mm-hmm. So if let's say she's pregnant with out of wedlock. Oh, no, that's one. And also because uh, Dodi is a Muslim, oh, so yeah, yeah. they don't want like a non-Christian uh, person white. to be in not just non-white but just not Christian like person to be in like the whole royal uh, family thing. So because they're also worried that this could like the baby, if I said the baby were to be born and like Ray that he could be the one to overtake the like royal overthrow family. the royal family using because like Egyptian so uh, Dodi uh, he's an uh, Egyptian and he's pretty powerful. So he they feel like yeah you know this baby might grow up 
who overthrow them because he also have such a powerful background. So that's why they are worried but about that. Even then, like they still have like the royal family, they still have like um rules that you have to follow, right? Like for example, Prince Charles, he's not gonna be able to Yeah, definitely. Yet. But the thing is he's the still... idea of like this extra nuisance, you know? Like it's uh, easier to just get rid of it instead of just letting letting hell? it be and then in the future that he might come back and, you know, do something. So I mean it's just a theory, so um they are not very sure. Mm-mm. Yeah, and then another thing is also why that murder had to happen on that day because it was claimed that apparently Dodi was gonna ask her to marry him already, like the next, uh. I think the next day or the next few days. So they had to make the crash happen before that could happen. Yeah. So, but the thing is, before the crash, Diana have this friend. He's a journalist. His name is Richard K. So he actually was on the phone with Diana, and then he asked if uh, you know there's any news that he can write about. And Diana didn't mention about the whole engagement and even the pregnancy thing. But why would she? Yeah, that's true, why was she? But according to Richard K, it's like they are very close. So he felt that it's oh, a bit impossible okay. for her to not tell him like such a just such a such a big thing. But I mean like I wouldn't put it past her to not tell anyone unless like it's like a her only something that her and Dodie knows. Because I know the father doesn't know as well, right? Like Dodie's father. Yeah, true. And even the so sister. It's like, maybe like, they're just keeping it between themselves. Yeah. So that is possible. Like even the sister, like Princess Diana's elder sister, her name is Lady Sarah McCorcoidal. So she was on a phone call with Diana two days before the crash and Diana was talking about Dodi but in the in a manner where it kind of gave the sister the impre- impression that she's not gonna marry Dodi. Oh. So that's why they feel like okay maybe their relationship is actually not in like a, a very place. good place. So they now feel that or maybe then the engagement is brought up. But then there is actually a claim saying that the sister is involved in the murder. What? Like Princess Diana's sister has... Princess Diana, Prince Charles, uh, like they are both part of the murder, like they know about this. But I don't know how true it is because nobody confirmed or denied it. So this could be just another thing that the sister made up to make it seem like oh they weren't gonna get engaged and Is this yeah. because of like the cause I think the sister was supposed to marry Prince Charles, right, at first. They were like family friends and they played as kids. Who the Princess Diana Princess Diana's sister? Yeah, like the whole family. Uh-huh, uh-huh. They were close to the royal family. Yeah, yeah, I think yeah. there was like um I, I don't know if it's true or not, but the, it, the Prince Charles was meant to marry the sister. I don't know which one. Yeah. But I don't know why he ended up marrying her. Mm-hmm. I think that was the story. And so, do you think that's like is that the reason why? Yeah, that could like, be possible. Like maybe there's some jealousy inside. Okay, now the next thing. This is now. This is very very sad. So okay, fine. If you want to say that the accident, everything was a sorry, the car crash was an accident. Fine. But this one, it was said that Princess Diana wasn't given the medical treatment that could have saved her. So what happened is that, okay, once the ambulance happened, so in the French, I think in the US and UK it's different in the sense that they will try to uh, bring the patient to the hospital to save like, the patient. But in French, their practice is that the paramedics and everything, they will actually try to do as much as they can on the field itself, then they will bring it to the hospital when, when they are more stable. Yeah. So what happened is that once the accident happened Is that how it works here too? In Malaysia? Uh, in Malaysia, I mean there's this thing Like we will try to stabilise the patient before transporting Because obviously we can't like, you know But I don't think we will do it as extensively as the French people would have done it The ambulance that was carrying her She was, so remember when the accident happened she didn't die immediately She was still alive So the ambulance carried her and they drove past one hospital When they could have just stopped But they just drove past that hospital And then they went, they went to a hospital that was like further away So if let's say they would have stopped at the first hospital Obviously she like have. she could have Yeah So 
another thing is that they feel like it's very sus because she was kept on the scene for a very long time mm-hmm. instead of just like you know because normal emergency situation you will try to like stabilize yeah, the patient princess, like, yeah, you like, would think that they would exactly like you would try to stabilize her as soon as possible and just transfer but then they kept her there at as long as they could Yeah, yeah that's So that's why they sus. Yeah So like they say that Oh then when they talk about The whole like keeping them Keeping her on the side For so long Then they're like Oh no yeah Because you know That's how the French do it Like they will, t- they will try To like stabilize the patient As much as they can But, but then they why would stabilizing you stabilizing her And but why would you Skip the first hospital Because mm. they skip one hospital bit And they try to go to the one That's like You know like That's far So no sense Yeah So they feel like And then now, then the reason That they gave was that Oh yeah Because the first hospital Wouldn't have the equipment To save her That's bullshit Come I'm on like, it's, not, it's not like A cleaning or whatever Like I'm pretty sure Like basic hospital Even the simplest hospital I'm pretty sure They're they would equipped have... to be, At least to be able To stabilise her first yeah. Before like thinking about Like moving to like A bigger hospital or something But definitely would be better Than risking it And going to like A exactly. farther, further hospital Okay yeah. that's just like, They didn't even try for that like. Yeah like I mean that is just like Ridiculous and then after that, um, so like, so basically, the last thing is that they feel that the paparazzi is also a part of this mm-hmm. because the paparazzi was trying to chase them, right? Like, so that the driver can speed, and then because obviously when you're chased, you're trying to like get away, from get it. away. Obviously, like you know, it will take a lot of time. Uh, sorry, it will uh, take up a lot of uh, speed, and it will be a very da- dangerous, stressful uh, situation. situation. Yeah. So they were trying to chase him. Hopefully, it will. You know, end the crash And it did But then They feel like this is a very possible reasoning Because Princess Diana actually had a restraining order Against one of the papar- one of the photographer A year before the crash So in 1996 So she claimed that Before this He actually I mean the photographer Actually did crash into her car before Trying to get oh, a photo what? So they feel like it's already It could be like a plan since then But because that time it failed So this time they upped their game a bit So that's why like They got They managed to get her that's so crazy though that they would go to that extent just to get a photo. Yeah. Like what? And like they were trying to like they were using like flash camera, mm-hmm. so you know it was obviously like, all, all these kind of things, you know, to try to distract the driver. That's so fucked up, man. Yeah, so like all these things make this whole so-called car crash thing just I f- honestly I feel like it's not it's not an accident. Yeah. I don't think it's an accident because there's just too many reasoning to it that I feel like I'm pretty sure someone is behind this. It's the fact that she wrote a letter that says that she's gonna die in a car. Yeah, like that is so like, accurate. Like she's she's not saying she that. She done said it. Yeah, she's not saying that she might die. She's like saying she will die. Plus, in how she's car. gonna die in the car crash, brake failure. Yeah. So I feel like this is that because like you know Princess Diana is so loved by the whole like country. Yeah, the whole like country. she's you know? either really loved or really hated. Yes, but most of that like she is really loved. So I think they are very afraid of her positioning and like she, has she power threatens. With yeah, the she people. she is a threat to the royal family in yeah, that sense. Because like, when it comes to if the if if like the choice comes down to like the people, obviously they're gonna choose her. Princess Diana. Yeah. And like because she is so she is such like a rebel, right? Like she doesn't yeah, really yeah. follow rules so called. So I think that's why like the royal family doesn't because I think they want like a wife that is very like submissive, obedient. Yeah, kind of. Yeah. Like even now, um Megan. what's her name? Megan Markle. Like Megan Markle is another princess she's Diana like, kind of thing. Like yeah. So that's why she's like facing a lot of uh hate because they just want someone who just if I say one means you just have to do mm. one. You don't have you can't no fight you can't. Yeah, no qu- don't question me, don't ask me, you know, just do what I say. So that's why like they have such a huge I'm and so scared for Megan Markle's life though. Like, right now. It's so scared. Oh my yeah. god. Like, but I feel like 
now, if they were to pull something like that, they're not gonna get away with it. It's not as easy, it's not as easy anymore. anymore. Correct. It's not because as easy like anymore. back then, okay lah. There's and not also much another thing that oh I didn't put it into my notes, but I remembered reading was that because like obviously when this kind of accident happened, the first thing that's that they want CCTV footage, mm. right? Mm. So happened on that day. The CCTV inside the tunnel weren't working. Mm-hmm. They were under maintenance. Okay. So out of all the days, it just have to be on the day that Princess Diana got into a car crash, and it's just the CCTV inside the tunnel that's not working. Right. So like that is what? another very sus thing because obviously, if the CCTV footage, then you can, you know, you can. And also, like they mentioned, um, uh, wait, did you mention this the one where like, uh, I think before some people reported that like there was a motorbike that was chasing them, and the minute they got into the tunnel, there's like a bright. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they think like it's like the paparazzi like flashlight, but I think it's more than that. I think yeah, it could think be like another. That. Yeah, like, it, it, that's also another like super sus thing yeah. that makes you feel like okay. Oh, and also they feel like Henry Paul is involved because when they were Wait, being Henry chased, Henry Paul is the driver. The driver when they were uh, being chased by the paparazzi. So there's actually two ways to take. Like he could have very easily taken like the the way out, but then instead he still pursued the tunnel lane. So that's why they also feel like Henry Paul is definitely involved because if he really wanted to escape the Paparazzi. He could have easily just sway to like another road, but he didn't, because I think they they need the accident to happen in the tunnel. Yeah, it happened so perfectly in a tunnel as yeah. well, where like light is down and, and like the CTV is not working. Like, but another thing is like a lot of like witnesses they come up with like different. Like some people saw that it was like one motorbike. Some people saw it was like six cars. So like everything is like different. So it's very hard for them to yeah. like back their claim as well. That's why it's so like it's a conspiracy theory. But I really feel like it's. It's, I feel like some it's definitely it's, something. Yeah, that. it's just that I know it's definitely planned, but like I obviously don't know like who wow. yeah. or like who was the MI6. And also like they embalmed her body before like I think if it like on the day itself or was it like the next day I think which was like against um, French laws. And oh yeah, like, yeah I the remember, reason yeah. why they embalmed it was because to okay. remove any evidence. It's, yeah, that's what we think lah. But we don't know why they actually did it. But the thing is, I feel like I mean, I read about that. But then they said that there's no reason to, to like delay the to to delay that process. If let's say there's any, because at that point it seems like a very clear and cut, uh, car crash. So the rule is that you will only delay like. The process, if you is suspected murder or like you need it for like a crime kind of investigation thing, but because at that point it really does seem like a so-called innocent car crash, like an accident. So there is actually no rule that saying saying that oh you have to wait to embalm the body. But it's the princess, though. What yeah, do you do? I know. Like, I mean, honestly, all this is just like it's just part of like their scheme. Honestly, it's yeah. it's not even. And the fact that we we thought that she was pregnant, right? Like if yeah. they didn't embalm her body, they could have like found. found yeah, and out. they also say like it's not a proceed, like it's not. Part of the procedure to do like a pregnancy test on a dead body mm. because there's no suspect. Like she's probably doesn't. She's probably not even showing yet. So if let's say there's no suspicion that the body, like the disease, uh, is pregnant, they normally won't do, do pregnancy, the pregnancy yeah. test. Yeah, I so think I feel like it's, more it's definitely than a yeah, accident. definitely not an accident. Because there's too many coincidences. Yeah. Too like and the fact that the butler said that towards the end she's just so paranoid. Yeah. Like what does she have to be paranoid about, right? If it's not like mm-hmm. these people and then she dies, like. I tell you, it's sus, man. So sus. It's so sus. Did you, did you hear about the uh, conspiracy that Prince Harry? Could be um, no, no, not Dodie's. Her horse instructor's son, because like it doesn't. Prince Harry does not look like Prince Charles. Correct. But he looks a lot like her, um, 
her. I think it's her horse instructor. Let me Google. Either horse instructor or one of her like best friends, uh. Cause he, cause like they're both ginger and like their facial structure looks the same, <laughs> and like everyone's saying like, oh okay, could but be. Wouldn't they, but wouldn't they? But wouldn't they like take like a blood test or something? Cause it's such a big issue. But I mean, I don't think they. At that time, it was like such a like no one was like suspecting that she would, um, she would have someone else. I mean, it's just like speculations, mm. so no one was actually like, oh. Like, are you not? Blah blah. blah. Okay, okay. Yeah, it was. It, they look so much. James Hewitt. So they think he looks like. They look exactly. I mean, not exactly, but definitely. How do you spell Hewitt? H e w i t t. Like they, he looks more like James Hewitt than he does Prince yeah, Charles. Yeah, he does. He does. He does. <laughs> and they're both ginger, and like you know, be, uh, ginger is like a like a um, hereditary trait. <laughs> So yeah, that is all. Please let us know how you guys, what you guys think. Do you guys think it's like an accident or do you think it's a, it's a planned so murder? Sad. It was so sad. Like, yes. I cannot imagine living a life like that. Mm. Like finally, when she finally got happiness with like her new yeah, new and stuff. Then she got killed. She got killed. She got killed, man. Honestly, it's not an like, accident. She got killed. I'm just gonna say it. She suffered how many years with that? The other one, not gonna say his name. Mm-hmm. He shall, who shall not be named. And then finally, when he, like she got away from him, she got killed. Yeah. Like what? It's pretty sad. Okay, so that's all for conspiracy theory. We're gonna move on to a very interesting topic for wild card. Okay, so for my part, uh, we're gonna be talking about a wild card, which I find is pretty interesting. It's something I heard from you. Correct. It's called a DNR. Or do not resuscitate. Mm-hmm. I don't know if any of you know what that is. I didn't know what that is until like a few months ago. My sister talked about it. So let you know what it is to begin with first. So a DNR order or a do not resuscitate order is a medical order uh, written by a doctor. Basically, it instructs healthcare professionals like doctors and nurses to not give the patient. Um, CPR if the patient's breathing stops or if the patient's heart stops beating. So basically, like, um, like if someone has a DNR order and they are in a critical condition, that order basically tells the doctors and the professionals that like do not perform anything on that patient. Just yeah. let the patient die, die, or like you know let nature take its course. Yep. Basically, that's what it is. Uh. Um, there's actually an opposite of that, which is called full code, which means that the doctor has to do whatever, whatever it takes, um, regardless of any side effects or what. They just do whatever it takes as long as the patient is alive. Mm, so that's okay. basically like the opposite, opposite. of full okay. code. But yeah, we're gonna talk about DNR today. DNR is something that's a bit uh, controversial, I would say, in like the medical world. I mean, you would know you t- you're taking it medicine, is. right? Yeah. It's pretty self-explanatory why it's so controversial, right? Because you would think a doctor's job is to provide medical care and ensure that the patient, you know, comes out alive. You know, any, everything that's the most beneficial to the patient. But mm-hmm. a DNA order is basically something that challenges that and basically tells the doctor, like, hey, you're supposed to just watch that, your patient yeah. die. You know, which is like against everything that yeah, doctors, yeah. you know, you guys take an oath, right? I think, like, do no harm. Do no harm. Yeah, so like, this basically goes, completely goes against... Um, what the nature of a doctor and nurses are doing. Okay, so I'll start by telling you guys, uh, explaining why it's so controversial. There's like a few reasons. uh. First is bodily autonomy, right? Like Mm -hmm. everyone, like every human being we have, I mean, 
it's not really practice around the world, but like generally we all have a choice with our body, like what we yep. do with our body. That's something that is a given right as a human being that you have. You know, you have a choice to whatever you want to do with your body. Um, it's not always seen as a right, but it should be. But yeah, that's mainly one of the reason why it's so controversial because when a patient's telling you, "Hey, they want to die," I, I want to die. You can't really say no. You cannot yeah, because I'm gonna do whatever it takes. To, yeah, because yeah. that's not your decision to make, right? Yeah, <clears throat> it's their bodily autonomy. So that's one of the reason why um, that's controversial. Secondly, is uh, non-maleficence, which a doctor, like what I mentioned before, yeah. a doctor has taken an oath that they shall do no harm, or like no further harm, basically, right? Like to uh, their patient, and this order kind of just. Ensures that they will do, but I mean, like it's not really harm. do harm because it's just more like we don't do anything. Yeah, you don't do anything. So it's so not like we like... we kill them or like we help with the killing process. Just more if they are going to go into like cardiac arrest or they're gonna yeah. like their heart's gonna stop and they're gonna stop leaving. We're just gonna not do anything. Yeah, but that's like also like the question of you know the um if you're you. Are you gonna pull the lever or not, right? Like you have a choice to save this person or yeah. not. So does that mean that you are in the wrong, or is that just what nature, you know, that yeah. selection? That's like another question that we have to ask ourselves. Yeah. But yeah, that's one of the reasons as well. Just like a big, I don't know. Like okay, we'll talk about that a bit more later. Mm-hmm. Okay, so the next uh, reason is beneficence, which um, it's based this benef this whole thing. It's practiced in a lot of professions where, like you as okay, we'll talk about this. But you as a doctor, obviously you're giving a service to your patient, and you have to give the best service. This is practiced in every profession ever. Like if you're you're providing a service, you make sure that whatever you're providing is benefits the customer or like yeah. you know, the patient or what. So like obviously doing this, it's questionable. I mean, are you giving them? The best service. Mm-hmm. I mean, it is what they want, but at the same time, it's like. I mean, if it's the if it's what they want, then I guess that's the service that I'm gonna provide, provide you. I them. guess, yeah. You're just not gonna, yeah. Like it, it's, yeah. You can. It's like a. It's honestly so difficult for me, especially because, like, one of the main reasons I became, I want to become a doctor is also to like help people and to like yeah. save life. As cliche as it sounds, but that's I mean, what that's I want. Why doctors yeah. are doctors? Right? So I think okay. I think if let's say the patient is like very ill and very sick, and that even if he or she leaves, that his quality of life will probably be like not the not the best. Then probably I would. It will be easier for me to 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 respect the DNR order. But if let's say I know that this patient can go on to live for another 10, 20 years, it'll be so difficult for me to be like, okay, fine, I'll respect mm-hmm. and not resuscitate you. You know? Yeah. It's like I think as doctors, you put a lot of value into life, right? Like yeah. for you guys, you, life means so much to you that you cannot just look at a life and be like, yeah, yeah, I'll just, like, just let it go. Yeah. yeah. Because so like, I'm here trying my hardest to try to save as many lives as yeah. I can And I feel like it's such a waste to see someone just giving it up Like, like for someone who's not a doctor or who's not like in the profession of like helping people Like for like for me, I, I, I mean I obviously I'm still like a little bit like torn But I'm not like super like oh like it's a life, I have to save a life you know Like mm-hmm. So I think it's like hard, it's definitely harder for like doctors and nurses and like professionals that are like in this field mm-hmm. So yeah that's beneficence um, yeah, so that's the main three reasons why most a lot of doctors in the world, like around across the world, are like very 
are debating on this DNR thing because yeah. it's like obviously some doctors are like no we we cannot just look at our patients that but then some doctors like you have to follow your patients wishes, wishes yeah. you can't just like you know go against that so like it's become very controversial it's become a controversial topic in the medical field depending on cultural and also like religious belief so like for example our country Malaysia we are ve- we are very religious country yeah so for us DNR is not something that's like that's taken lightly that you can just go in and apply for right mm-hmm. if i'm not mistaken like it's uh, is it illegal i'm not sure i don't think it's illegal but it's very like but it's we do have hospice and palliative care so this is basically like a type of not treatment like a type of care that we provide to patients who are terminally ill so there is one hospice center in HKL and basically the people in there they have like this tag i don't remember if it's like a bracelet or if it's like a tag that they wear or something on them to indicate that they are in hospice care so if and when they were to um you know die that we don't try to resuscitate them but it's a very different concept from DNR i think hospice is really like they were really look at the situation and they will assess it and they will make the 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 right call so if they really feel like there's no point resuscitating this patient then they're just going to let him or her it's kind of like how we approach abortion as well like in malaysia like it's not illegal but at the same time you have to look at the situation right yeah. like it's not like you can just go and get it done yeah one now that's the whole dnr thing is already very controversial right but mm-hmm. another thing that's super controversial is how patients um get this dnr order so like you obviously have to fill up a form right but there are a few different ways that you can um kind of like tell a doctor that you are you have this you have this because obviously patients go into um emergency and sometimes they're not conscious they can't talk Correct. to the doctor right so they have like first the bracelet um one uh, they can wear a bracelet to uh, let the doctor know oh the patient is a DNR patient uh, secondly they have a tattoo which um i uh, it's not the most popular but it's the most controversial one so mm. basically the patient just has a tattoo across their chest or like um i don't think they get it in their arm i think it's the chest yeah normally the chest do not yeah. resuscitate you know okay i'll tell you why they do it at the chest but you continue first. okay yeah so uh do not resuscitate and then one more is i think a necklace just basically like a form of yeah it's like a it's just basically something to let yeah to let the doctor if you're not able to talk to the doctor that like this patient has a dnr order now why that is controversial is because uh, some doctors they don't actually accept tattoos as a form of form of um like communication but why right (laughs) right so that's that's the most permanent thing that you can do exactly but so there are two cases that this happened so the first case was um this guy in I think London he was drinking the whole night and he has he he has the tattoo mm-hmm. he was drinking he was intoxicated and he it was like a near death situation so he went to, into the hospital and they were going to give him CPR but they saw the tattoo and then I think one of the doctor was like no we we can't take that as like a fine they didn't check as well they didn't bother checking which I think that's the doctor's fault but mm-hmm. they should check but they didn't so they were just like you know what no so they res- um they resuscitated him they gave him cpr and all that and he lived and he sued the hospital because he was like i i told yeah. you guys like he, yeah, he yeah. literally tattooed on him like do not resuscitate and they resuscitated him so he got really mad he sued them uh, i don't know who won but like yeah basically that was the first incident that happened 
So from then on, obviously doctors are like, okay, then maybe we should take this seriously, yeah. right? No, no. They, don't learn. they don't learn because you know. idiots in this world. Yeah, that's why we don't get high stakes. So another situation, this guy, um, I don't know where he, I don't remember where he's from. Uh, China. No, 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 no. Yeah, it's Asia. This guy. He had the tattoo as well, and、mm-hmm. I think he was, um,、uh, yeah, he went into the emergency, blah blah, and they had,、uh, they saw the tattoo and they were like, oh shit, and they didn't、yeah. check as well again. I don't know why, like, ugh, just、this、check, people, yeah, just、exactly. check, but they didn't check. They just looked at the tattoo and they were just like, oh shit. But okay, so this one they resuscitated him. Luckily, and when he、um, he was conscious again, he was like, "Good thing you guys resuscitated me. I got that as a dare." Oh my god! He、Why、lost a poker game, and someone dared him to get it. And Why like, though? Oh my god! So like, th- this just caused doctors like around the world to be like, "What the hell?" Not, like, what do we do now? Yeah, because、like, they're like, idiots, and then there, there are, are people, people who actually yeah like, who are getting this done. So a lot of people. So now, like, the main question is like, are are tattoos a good way of communicating DNR? Because There are like people you know, who do this. People who do this kind of thing. I like, feel like I think you really just ha- because we have to have a system, right? So I feel like we should just set it straight that tattoo will be taken as DNR. So whoever that did it as a dare or whatever, it's really、mm. just your loss. Because why would you be that dumb, right? To do this kind because、like, you know this is like a serious issue. It's not something to be used as like a joke. So if you're gonna use it as a joke, I mean use it as a thing for your tattoo, like as a joke, right? So then like, probably you deserve to DNR lah. Because then you know natural selection, you should just. Like why would you? Like so now a lot of people are just like, can it be considered a legal document or just like dark humor? Like if, on one hand, I'm like, yeah, doctors should still check in the system. Yeah, yeah, I mean definitely you still have to check. But at the same time, I feel like I feel, okay. I think a good way of doing is that tattoo artists should all know that like. They need like a form to say that you have, you know, you are、tattoo. yeah. That that yeah, I think that is a good. You cannot just simply like give people this give, tattoo because I think they have like rules for other tattoos as well. That like there are some tattoos that you have, you to, have like, to okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, yeah, I think that's a good way of doing things. But yeah, it's just so. I don't know. It, it is a good. I feel like it's a okay. It's a good way to communicate. Yeah, because if, like bracelet, it like, can come off, yeah, and people like, can easily、oh, just take it off. It, yeah, some people just don't like wearing bracelets. Yeah, like, like the, the reason why they put it on the chest, like there's two reasons. One is because it's not visible when you're wearing, like when you're. But another reason is that if you put it on your limbs and an accident happen and your limb get. Oh. Chopped off, then you know they can't see. But your chest, if let's say anything happened and your chest comes off, you're dead already. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. there's no way of saving you, anyways. But yeah, that's why they put it on the chest. Oh, okay, yeah, that's that's smart. Yeah, and there's like a signature at the bottom that you have to sign to make sure that like you are the one that like. Yeah, but the dare thing is, head, that is just so dumb. Like, like when I read that, I was just like, are you? Oh my god! There are people out here that literally like actually want,、yeah. want this, and you're here like making doctors confused. Yeah. But luckily, the doctors revived him at that point. But like, imagine if he's another one of those patients that like actually wanted it, and then they just sue the the hospital. When I was researching this, of course, there's like requirements for you to get the. I mean, is it considered requirements? It's more like criteria. Oh, okay, okay. Kind of lah. I don't know. Like where um you have to be of legal age, of、mm-hmm. course, and also you have to become um like a mentally sane person to get this. Like. Yeah, they, they will do like a、allow. psych evaluation, right? Yeah, like yeah, a psych evaluation. So like when I when I saw that, I was wondering like, is it possible for someone who is completely sane, like mentally, like their life is like fine, to make a decision like that? Because I would think that DNR is something that 
someone who's going through something really bad or like someone who's just like not mentally sane they just like don't want to live anymore is something that someone like that would take but I wouldn't know but actually DNR most of the time they are signed by people who they value like quality of life a lot so that means quality of life meaning that people who like vegetable you know what's vegetables people who are like brain dead though that obviously that person doesn't have a good quality of life so I think those people who sign DNR is because they don't want to become like this so it's not that they want like DNR is like different from euthanasia you know euthanasia is like that means you're asking to be killed that's assisted different suicide, yeah. yeah assisted suicide yeah. correct but DNR is more like if let's say you were in that situation where even if you are safe but it will affect your quality of life oh, like you might become okay. paralyzed you might lose a limb you might lose something then they rather just die oh, like that's okay, what DNR is it's more like that but yeah if you're talking about euthanasia then that's another thing because that's like kind of like suicide but in a more but that's like illegal in a lot of places. In a lot, it's only actually I think it's only legal in like one place, which right. is like one of the learns Switzerland or Netherlands or Finland or one of like where like literally the happiest people live. Yeah, like, so like it's that is the, is the only place I think it's legal. I think everybody everywhere else they probably do it, but it's probably illegally. Yeah, but DNR, yeah, DNR is different. Okay, yeah. And no. I realize a lot of uh, the time DNR especially it happens in like veterans or like people who serve. Like uh, when, when they go to war Because obviously like In war it's like Pretty tragic right Like they will lose PTSD. Like limbs They will have All oh, yeah, PTSD So they rather If let's say really Anything were to happen On the field They would rather just Die off. Yeah just It's fine like They don't wanna Like cause like Honestly if you ask me Personally I wouldn't sign a DNR form But at the same time If let's say I were to Touch wood Like get into a very Horrible accident And I know that for the rest of the life, I have to be like paralyzed from my neck down. There are a lot of people who like they break their neck and then like they paralyze from their neck down. So that means they have to be taken care of 24-7 for yeah. the rest of their life. Honestly, if you ask me, I'd rather just die. Just die off, right? Yeah. I mean what what life will I be living? I'll just be I cannot go anywhere. Even if I have to go somewhere, like the person that'll be bringing me is gonna like suffer with mm, me. It's not a life anymore. It's not a life anymore. So that's why I don't think I wanna I want to leave But if you're talking about Like minor injury, injuries Like Not minor But like If you're talking about injuries Where I can still take care of myself But it would just be a bit difficult Maybe I lose a limb Then I, I don't mind But if you're talking about like Bedridden Brain dead Like you're just oh, hooked up dead, On machines yeah, yeah. And That's if the machine is like Disconnected you'll die Then what's the point Like just let me die Like yeah. You're wasting resources You're wasting everybody's time Bits Yeah so that's what Like people who sign DNR Think mm, about okay. Yeah, because before this, I was like, why would anyone want to sign it? But then, yeah. mm. Most of the time. It's because, like, you know, like, CPR, right? It's very, cru- it's very crucial because if, let's say, you don't get... Okay, what, what basically, why you do CPR is because your heart stops. So when your heart stops, you're not getting blood into your body, your, the other part of your body. It means you're not getting oxygen to the other part of your body, especially your brain. So your brain can only live without oxygen for six minutes after six minutes you're brain dead already so that's why people do cpr because cpr is a way of number one getting the blood to pump around your body and number two to give uh oxygen to the brain if let's say the cpr was done too late or it wasn't done efficiently and uh, somehow oxygen did not get to the brain and the brain dies then the patient will become brain dead there's nothing you can do there's really nothing you can do after that already so a lot of people they do sign uh Wait, then DNR. does that mean like, because DNR means that you don't do CPR, right? But yeah. what if like you just let it be and then they go brain dead, mm-hmm. but they don't die? Oh no, no, if let's say you do CPR, and I'm sorry, if you don't do CPR, they will die for oh, sure. Oh, okay, I thought brain dead like hap- No, brain dead happens if like you don't do the CPR efficiently or you don't do it like in 
you do it but it's not how do I say this you manage to get the blood to the body but it's really too late for the brain kind of thing like you don't get oxygen into the brain so so you are keeping the other organs alive it's just that the brain is not getting oxygen so then the patient becomes a brain dead so I think a lot of people who sign DNA is because they know how CPR works and they know that it's not it, yeah, CPR definitely saves lives, but you have to do it properly and you have to do it very fast and you have to do it efficiently. If if you're gonna be like taking your own sweet time or if you're not gonna give like proper chest compressions and things like that, then there's honestly no point of in doing a CPR. Just just rather just let the person die. It's kinda crazy how like we don't know how to do CPR, like normal people. Like it should yeah, be something that I mean you there are courses that people like normal people can go for, like first aid courses they that you can teach go this for. In school. Like just like the simple CPR so that at least yeah. anything happened, right? Yeah. Now. It's like, I don't know how to give CPR right now. Like, yeah. if you die, I don't know what to do, girl. But yeah, so like, oh, and apparently like in Japan, uh, I was reading on it, the patients are not given, like, um, do not have the knowledge of how how um, severe their, il- their illness is. So mm-hmm. like, and DNR is given by doctors. Like, this, the decision of DNR is mm. given by their doctors and not them. So like, let's say if someone is going through like terminal illness, they wouldn't know how bad their illness is, mm. and the doctor is just gonna give the DNR like based on like whether he thinks mm. they should have it or not, which I think is like kind of pro- like kind of problematic. I don't know, like kind of scary. Like yeah. imagine your doctor is just like, yeah, you should die. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's kind of like because uh, the doctors are the one that's gonna be saving you, but they've decided that you're gonna die. So. <laughs> they've decided they've just like yeah, I don't. I don't know. But I mean, I get it. I get it because like. Honestly, if like, for example, like stage 4 cancers and like terminally ill patients, there's honestly no point of prolonging their life because they're gonna suffer. Yeah, but That's why, why wouldn't you tell the patient? Uh, yeah, that, then I don't understand. Why wouldn't you tell the patient? Yeah, so at least they can do some preparation and say goodbye, say goodbye right? And like go do stuff that you want to do before you die. Yeah, that yeah, is a bit like it's kinda problematic. Like why would you? Yeah. Yeah, so like if a patient signs a form and the doctor resuscitates them, do you think it's like whose fault is it? Do you think if the if the doctor is very well aware that the patient already signed a DNA form, then it's obviously the doctor's fault because, like, to what extent do you think they should lose their job over it? No. Kind of oh, oh, wait. Mm, no, not lose their job, but I, I always feel like firing someone should never be like the first. Like, because if let's say you fire this doctor, he will never learn. In fact, like, what, like he already spent so many years working his ass off to become because a doctor, of and then mistake. because of one mistake, then you're gonna just take away his job. It's better that you let him stay and let him learn from his mistake. Then for, in the future, he'll be able to learn. Unless you say like he purposely, like intentionally kills a patient, then obviously you lose your job over that. But if it's just something like this, I guess no, I don't think you should lose your job over it. But it is like the doctor's fault. But if I say that the doctor is not aware, then obviously it's not. I mean like. You right, don't, right, yeah. It's not a, a mistake if you don't know. It's natural instinct. To yeah, save it's actually someone. natural. I mean, even if like a passerby on the road that's not a doctor and you see someone that needs help, the yeah. first instinct is to help that person. So you really can't blame someone for wanting to save your life if they don't know that you already signed like a DNR form. Right. So it's not the doctor's fault. But I think in Malaysia, it's not a practice. Like, it's not a. It's not a thing. Yeah, it's not a I thing. I don't think. I, it's I can't a, even find it. I tried googling and like I can't even find like laws or whatever on it. Mm-hmm. Like it's. Yeah, I just don't, don't talk about thing. it. We just don't talk about it. It's very on brand for us. Yeah. Don't understand it. Don't talk about it. Yeah, they, they're just. Yeah. Yeah. So like last question I have. Do you think this is like something that you should be talking? If let's say someone do want to have DNR, mm-hmm. do you think it's something they should be talking to their psychiatrist, like their therapist, mm-hmm. or their doctor? Their doctor. I mean. I think they're a doctor Because I only don't think People who wants Who signs DNR Are like Mentally Unstable I don't think they so I feel like they're DNRs, just more They're they just people who are 
they think about they are more logical than sentimental so they think of like like I said before like they think of like how their life is gonna be like if let's say like a failed resuscitation or if let's say like a very bad accident it's not so much of like oh I don't I don't find the need of living anymore I mean obviously they are you living you think that's a, like a good um, excuse though for someone to I wouldn't say excuse lah, but like a good reason for, for someone, someone to, to sign, sign. Yeah, what, like, like just like they just don't see, find the quality the point of living like they're just like oh if I if I get into an accident then like I'll just die like yeah I guess I don't I know mean, if that's like, just like my mental <laughs> I mean like my thinking because like, I, yeah, I feel like for me mm-hmm. I would take it but um, in the sense that like um, like I wouldn't mind just like dying you know, yeah, but like, like that's but only if anything happened to you. It's not like you were purpose that like you will go and find that. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's not like you go stand in front of. Yeah, it's sure. not you're gonna go stand in front of a freaking no, like, no, no, truck. Like, right? Yeah. If anything happened, like you don't have to waste your time or anything. Like yeah. That. Then yeah, I mean it's fine. Like, it's like a acceptable. But I mean yeah. like according to the law that they have, obviously it's not acceptable. But like personally, do you think that's acceptable? Yeah. That should be acceptable. Yeah, it is. I mean like like I say like it's your like it's your body. So if you don't want to live anymore, and it's not like you are going to go commit suicide. It's just more like if anything were to happen. But one thing is like, I'm not sure if DNR if there's like a okay like DNR option A. Do not resuscitate if. I'm gonna be paralyzed. Option B: Do not resuscitate if something like that's a oh. condition. Because like for me, I would say do not resuscitate if I'm gonna be paralyzed. But but will if, the doctor know if you are gonna like know the condition after? Yeah, like, no, I don't even know if this is a thing or not. Oh, whether no, like, for example, like, like if, if let's say patient, yeah, if you look at a patient, to... it's very obvious that they have like a neck injury, uh-huh. and there are certain tests that you can do to see if. Uh, the patient is gonna be paralyzed. So you can predict it, uh, like, You can predict uh, not all the time though, but some like so for example, like if you can obviously see that he already have both limbs cut off, that means obviously he's not gonna be yeah. able to walk. Even though that's prospecting everything, but obviously he's not gonna be able to walk then. So that's like a judgment of the doctor, like, Yeah, but I, I, I but I wonder if like the it's a thing like DNR because like I mean in si- different situation for me I would say like yeah don't resuscitate but certain situation I want to leave you know yeah, and it's hard so, to predict also because like what if some doctors they don't think that this would be that bad yeah. of a life but then you would be like no I don't want to live like that right yeah, true. so it's like very hard to like predict what the patient wants as well yeah true and also a lot of them TDNR also like I wonder if it's one of the requirements where you have to talk to your family about it like your family have to kind of like one uh, person have to agree. but when I was reading up on it uh, most of the time the families know about it mm. so like it's just because uh, I saw this one episode of Grey's Anatomy so the it's a mother and a daughter so the mother is pretty old it's like she, she looks like she's in her 80s and she's pretty ill so she was coding coding basically means like she she's gonna go into like she's gonna die basically so the doctor actually revived her so when she she was revived she said that uh, please just let me die but then after that, she told the, the, the doctor that um, I really don't want to leave. Like, can you, the next time the next time this happens, can you please just let me die? But she knows that. And then the doctor is like, yeah, I can, but you have to sign a form. I'm guessing it's the DNR yeah. form. But then the, the mother was like, no, but my, my daughter will never allow me to sign that. Mm. So what happened? The doctor was pretty smart. So the next time she coded again, the doctor do did do CPR, but the the just the weakest, like the most the hor- the most horrible <laughs> CPR. It's like just like a very soft, like and then the patient did die. But then after that, she told the doctor that oh, we tried everything we could because like obviously she wants to respect the patient's wishes. The patient doesn't want to live like that anymore. But because she knows that the family won't approve, so she she just like just tried to do like you know a CPR, pathetic CPR, and then the patient died. Yeah, there's a lot of cases of this where like doctors, you know, they respect. 
that the DNR and their families get really mad yeah. and come to the hospital and like, but I don't think you can do anything I don't think the family yeah, can they can't do anything, especially if there's a written mad. consent saying that yeah I'm you know, DNR then there's nothing much you can do because obviously at the end of the day it's the patient that's and the they're, one yeah they're legal adults I mean, yeah. they have to be legal adults so there's really nothing you can yeah, that's true. yeah, I don't know. I just find it really interesting because, and like we don't talk about it in Malaysia. Yeah, I think Malaysia we have it in Malaysia, right? Yeah. Like, I don't know if that would uh, it would be like a like a breach, mm-hmm. breach like breach of religion because mm-hmm. like we are so Against religion the, focused. Yeah, not only like Islam but like you know Christianity and all that. Like we're so religion focused in this mm-hmm. country that like I don't know if it's something that's too much for our country to take like at this time. Yeah, true. Maybe in the future, but. At this time, I don't think we're still ready for that conversation. Mm, that is true. So I don't know. But like in school, what do you guys like talk about it openly, or is it like just like? Oh, uh, it's part of our like the reason why I brought this up to you because that day I attended a class on DNR. Mm-hmm. So we just had like one class on it. We don't really like oh. in our normal sessions. We don't really talk about DNR because most of the time we are just taught to save the patient no matter what. Like try our best to save the patient. As much what as does your can. doctor say? Like, what's his opinion on? Uh, I think my doctor said to respect like DNR. We talked about DNR, we talk about assisted suicide. So uh, assisted suicide is the one that we all were a bit like. Don't... Is assisted suicide legal here or is it? I don't know. I don't think. But like, yeah, if assisted suicide, that is the one that I would be a bit like. I think it really depends like on what basis do you wanna die. If it's because of medical issues, like. What, what's the procedure in it? They just give you like a poisonous uh, injection and you die most of the time it's like how like you know lethal injection in like a lot of like prisons I don't know if they still use it oh, but like the death penalty yeah like death penalty they use like poison like lethal injection so that's what they do here as well it's, most of the time it's painless and it's just within like a few seconds and you die that's kind of crazy though like how like accepted it is for like the prison system but like when it comes to like the no but it's pretty uh, it's more humane than elect- like electrocution uh, and hanging cause like the the poison like, really just feels like and most of the time you won't feel it because they will put you in like a they will give you sedation already so you'll probably be asleep and you just die off so it's pretty humane yeah but like what would make someone get assisted suicide like those are the ones than... that you really have to think about like mentally if they're safe not because those are people that really feel like there's nothing wrong with them but they just feel like they don't want to live like as in physically like medically there's nothing yeah. wrong with them but they just don't want to continue living like, what, think... like what would make them want to get that do that assisted suicide than just like suicide I think suicide they are scared I think I remember that show uh, Me Before You that guy in the wheelchair he also wanted assist- I mean he was he applied for assisted suicide that's why they went to Switzerland or somewhere Me Before You the one that the guy is the bumblebee socks yeah the bumblebee oh, socks okay, so yeah, yeah. he he got assisted suicide oh okay yeah. I was not paying attention yeah. to the movie. so he that, that's why I have to remember what, where did they go to so that place also you can go to that country to do it yeah, yeah. even though you're not from that no no yeah oh. so they went there and then so remember like the whole movie was like the girl trying to convince him not to I like, oh, you know she will still love him no matter what. I thought she was just like his helper, like his yeah. He, she began as a helper, but now they they fall in love, right? And yeah, then he yeah. was like, yeah, you know, I'm a man, but I cannot, I cannot like love you. I cannot give you like what you want, what I want to give you. But then the girl's like, no, I still love you. You know, obviously, love story. Mm-hmm. But eventually, the guy said this. I mean, if it's if it was me, also I would like because like that guy is the one that like paralyzed from neck down. He can't do anything. Oh, so yeah. that's why he felt like no, he doesn't want it. Damn, so I need he, to watch that movie again. Yeah, I then you it. understand. <laughs> I that, did yeah. not pay attention the first time I watched. It. I don't remember yeah. where I watched it. Actually, I think it was on a bus. I watched it on a bus. Oh yeah, yeah, together, right? Yeah. So like, yeah, I cried. I mean, that's the only love movie that actually got like cried. But yeah, died. so the guy the guy did assisted suicide and yeah. 
so I think it's just for it's either like the test it's either like this guy where like it's because she just he just doesn't want to live because of his medical issues or I think most of the time I don't know I think we have to go and read up on like what are the laws of assisted suicide in Switzerland right. like I don't think they will just simply give it out as well I think you have to meet like a certain like criteria as well yeah, I always wonder about these things like is mental health issue like a valid reason for assisted suicide mm. or like DNR, right? Like, yeah, what, is it a, a valid reason? Yeah, true. Like, you wouldn't know. Because they like, are the ones that are struggling to live in this earth. If their mental health is already so bad that they need, they want to end their life, most of the time they're already considered as mentally unstable. Mm. And if they are mentally unstable, I don't think they can apply for a assisted suicide or DNR because yeah. then people will just be oh no you're mentally unstable you can't make the decision for yourself so it's very difficult for them so I, I think, think a lot of people think that when it comes to like mental because I um, my therapist told me that there's like three stages right mm-hmm. like um, there's like the fifth in, in, in like society like there's like the 50% that is um, they're mentally stable they can function they don't have anything wrong and then there's like the 30% who is like um, like she said I fall under 30% where like we are a a bit mentally unstable but, but like you we can, can still function and you can still get back to the 50% yeah but then there's like the last like the 10 uh, there's 20%. 10% that like they cannot function anymore and yeah it's hard for them to even get to the 30% mm. and then there's the last 10% again that's just like no. they have to be admitted into like oh, a cyborg yeah. and constantly have like yeah, um, yeah. supervision like schizophrenia I think so yeah like yeah that. like those so like the last two 10% like is it a valid reason for them because I know okay like 30% they can still get back to the 50% yeah. they can still be like you know they can recover but for the last two uh, 20% it's like for them it's it's but kind of they like be able, critical like, because if you talk about like patients who are like schizophrenic right they don't even they can't even make sound decision yeah. so will they even think of like oh sister DNR, suicide or yeah. like DNR so. unless it's like Japan where your doctor does it for you yeah but I don't think the doctors will kill you it's yeah. just like if anything were to happen to you I, mean, yeah. I don't know though like yeah you are I mean now I'm thinking because like if let's say the patient is for example schizophrenia like schizophrenia mm-hmm. is a pretty like serious condition if let's say they were to get into an accident but it's not even like they're not even gonna be paralyzed or anything it's just like mentally they are just not there but physically they will live so will is that like will right? they I mean, I guess, okay, maybe for the that last 10%, I'm not sure, but like the, the second yeah. 10%, those are like, let's say, um, suicidal, like extreme depression, depression um, anorexia, believe all those love, all that, those that fall into that category, they are still able to make like, not to say sound <laughs> decisions, but they can still talk to another human being and have a conversation, right? Yeah. So I guess they would be the ones that are like a bit, um, yeah, we would have to question like, is yeah. it a valid reason for them? Uh, I always wonder about that, like, I don't know. Because they are the ones that wouldn't want to live anymore. Mm-hmm. Like, why would a perfectly fine person, right? Yeah, so that's about it for my part. Yeah. Anything you want to add? No, that's about it. But yeah, I really want to know what people think about this whole DNR thing. Yeah. Okay, all so right, that's so all for episode 7. Thank you so much for listening. We're sorry we're gone for so long. We will really try our bestest, 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 bestest <laughs> to try we to We will be. try, but like, yeah. I'm work. I'm working on that. I'll show sure. <laughs> But yeah, we will so, try our yeah. best. So thank you for like the support from a lot of our friends, especially yeah. who still listens to us. I didn't think that anyone would even care. Yeah, that but we I have like at least five people asking me like, yeah, oh, where's nice. your podcast? I'm like, coming soon. Thanks for asking. I mean, like the fact that they asked really made us want to like want to yeah. Okay. If no one asked, I wouldn't even yeah, like sit here. But it's because like people today. are asking, so okay, that means people are waiting for yeah, our. Yeah, then it's like ready. it's more motivation for us to do it. Yeah. As well. Okay, so So we'll see you you guys next week. See you guys. Bye. Bye.